Welcome to the Grace Rancho Weekly Podcast. I'm glad you're here, tuning in, ready for another episode of the podcast. I am your host today. My name is Eric Durso, and I'm here with some special, special people. What's our podcast about? Our past podcast is to uh, explain to you the what and the why of everything that goes on here at Grace Rancho. Is that what I sound like? Uh, No, I didn't want to try to imitate you. It's too lofty a goal. So that I'm might here. be the most obnoxious introduction we've ever had. I am here with Michael Shara, but that is not the only person in the room. There is another person. Special guest. Sitting to my right. Honorable. The venerable. The hardworking. The behind the scenes. The man, Worst the looking myth, member the of the Grace Rancho staff. Brian H. Zarate. What's your middle name, Brian? I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> Hello, oh. Brian. Welcome. Thank you. What is your middle name? Uh, my middle name is non-existent. Oh, I have a middle name. Sorry. I don't have a middle name. Okay. Source subjects. That's a fail number one for hosting this podcast. All right. Well, we're going to talk about, and the reason we have Brian uh, today with us is because we're going to talk about seminary and theological education in general. And we're going to talk to two men, two young men who are in the thick of it right now. Brian, what year are you at seminary? I am in my second year. I'm finishing up my second year. So, How many units are you taking? This semester, I am taking 14 units. For those of you who don't know, 14 units is a lot of what, units six classes? at seminary. That's a workload. That's Five like, classes? Six classes? Uh, six classes, I yep. believe. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Little units, big work. <laughs> and and Michael, you're taking more than 14, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm taking much more than 14. I'm taking six. Oh, oh yeah. Which, which, I, which is the best amount of units to take in seminary. Yeah, I... Uh, how many years have you been in? You've been now. I'm in my fourth year. In your fourth finishing year, finishing up my fourth year. It took me more than four years. It, it's going to take me six years. It took me six years. It's a, <laughs> I'm on the. I tell people I'm on the Eric Durso plan. Yeah, it's a good plan. I actually think it's good to go at a good pace where you can actually absorb the stuff because there's a lot of work to do, and if you rush through it, you'll miss a lot. All right, so I think. We want our church members to be able to support you guys, be able to pray for you guys, um, be able to assist you and going through seminary and support and encourage you and all that. So let them get a little snippet of the seminary in life. Like what is different about seminary, maybe than even college, maybe than even high school that makes it unique, makes it challenging, makes it uh, good, whatever, help someone understand a little bit what of what it's like to go through seminary. Michael, go ahead. Oh, I looked at Brian and then he had to say it was my turn. <laughs> what makes seminary different? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying like help someone understand what it's like to be in seminary. Um, they, they don't know the, the late nights. They don't know the homework assignments. They don't know the loads of books yeah. you got to read, the papers you got to write. Um, it's more, I mean, it's way more reading than my undergrad. I, I, my undergrad was in business, marketing. Um, and we did reading and, and, you know, I had took accounting classes and we had to do finance and all that stuff. 
uh, it's much more time consuming than anything I did in my undergrad. There are more complex undergrads and I'm sure they spend lots of times on things. But uh, when I was full-time, it was like, you don't breathe <laughs> is, what it, is what it feels like. It's just constant reading, constant learning a new language and just like or trying to cram things languages. in your brain and hope that you remember them. Yeah. Uh, and, and it feels that way now because m- my schedule shifted. I'm doing less units, but life is busier. And so two kids will add a little you bit. You kind of just schedule. try to get done what you can as yeah. best as you can is kind of how it feels like. Uh, and some professor would probably be disappointed in me in saying that because they'd say, you got to do the absolute best all the time. And I'd say, yes, the absolute best with the time I have. <laughs> and with all the other responsibilities God has given you. Yeah. Like being so a good it, it, it just feels busy, but school's, school's busy if, you, if you're working and you're doing other things as well. So Okay, Brian, you don't have any kids and uh, newly married and, and in the midst of seminary. Uh, how many hours a week are you spending on homework and stuff? I think I'm spending definitely much less now married. Yeah. But I think that's a good thing. I think that's a good thing, right? I agree. Um, I I definitely used to, I could spend probably like more than eight hours a day when I was at home working part-time or full-time. There still was more time to just read all day. And that eight hours is, is doing what kinds of work? Mostly reading. Yeah. Yep. Mostly reading. And then um, even if you have to write a paper, you still have to read for that. So it's like double the reading when you have a big paper that week or you have a big paper coming up. And then you usually have multiple papers Brian, due around the same week. What's the latest you've ever stayed up trying to get seminary work done? Not too late, like 2 a.m. <laughs> Not too late, 2 a.m. Yeah, I'd say two or three. I can't stay. That, and I, to me, and that's like two or three, too, and I definitely way too late. Two or three, and I definitely conked at some point. I feel like the people listening, though, most people are like probably can stay up to like two, three, like doing, but like working. If you stay up till two stuff. or three, and you have to leave before six a.m. to get to seminary, it's yeah. not a good thing. No, that's right. <laughs> that's true. It's a death cycle. Yeah. If if you do that, if you so keep you that shouldn't. Up too so long. you shouldn't do that. Okay, so it's it's a lot of reading. It's a lot of work. It's sometimes late nights. Um, but okay, so you're putting through, putting yourself through this kind of difficult season of life, and it will go go on this way for a number of years, uh, with obviously some breaks, you know, here and there. Why? Why do you want to do this? Why do you want to sub subject yourself to this kind of um, rigorous uh, load of classwork? You'll find varying answers on that with seminarians. Yeah. Some people just go to seminary because they like, hey, I know I want to learn the Bible and serve the Lord. And so I go to seminary because I can't. Some people say, I want to be a professor someday. And this is a stepping stone to that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go get a PhD or something like that. Yep. Most guys, and this would be my answer, is we want to go into the pastorate and we want to serve the church, Christ church, uh, Lord willing, vocationally as pastor elder somewhere someday. Um, and we want to be trained to be able to do that. It's not necessary to go to seminary. You'd be a faithful pastor and not go to seminary, but seminary gives you a lot of the tools to be able to pastor well. Not always the practical ones, but at a minimum, um, tools that you can have in your belt that translate to practical Seminary things. gives you the tools to be able to pastor well. Yeah, to, to be able to- Give me some, part- of, what are some of those tools? So. 
the master seminary focuses big time on preaching. So we're learning languages, we're learning how to parse verbs, we're learning how to look at the original language and hopefully looking at it by ourselves, understanding the intent of the author, get a little bit more clarity than if we're just looking at the English. Uh, and then we're learning, okay, how do I take all the information I've got now and how do I craft a sermon? How do I get an outline? With the goal of, I wanna say what the Bible says, right? And so, um, and then how, how can I practice preaching? How can I, what, what parts of a sermon are helpful? Should it all just be information? Should it be application? Should it be, should I have illustrations? So there's Sounds all like you're things. taking a preaching class. I right am now. currently, right? So I'm thinking about that a lot. But there's also counseling classes you'll take, uh, church history classes you'll take, general theology classes that you take, all trying to round out um, how you see the Bible and where the church fits in redemptive history and hopefully how you should pastor faithfully is kind of the goal. Um, Brian, what can you get out of seminary that you can't get out of being deeply involved in your local church? I think this is a trick question. (laughs) (laughs) It's not intended to be. Um, I think that if if I could just evaluate kind of what I've been learning over the, the past years in seminary, and in the local church, because I started seminary right when I got to Grace Rancho. Yeah. Um, Which was only a year? A year and a half ago. A year and a half ago? Maybe getting going on two years now. But yeah. I think that a lot of the, that what is encouraging from being at Grace Rancho is that a lot of things line up and that um, more technical things like what Michael was talking about. Like if you want to um, focus in on being accurate, if you want to be more uh, diligent about knowing the ins and outs of preaching or counseling and stuff like that. I think it's good to go to seminary and and get a little bit more familiar with those things. But from what I've noticed, I think that a lot of the hands-on practical ministry things are hard to get from seminary. Yeah. And, and that is what kind of helps them both. Um, I think it's very, it would be very hard to be in seminary without being in a local church. So I, I would hold them just as valuable. And I think you've said this before. You wouldn't hold them just as valuable. Like seminary is just as valuable. As right, 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 right. Not not in that sense, but yeah. in a sense of um, w- if we were to talk about which one's more important, obviously the local church is more important. If I had to choose between do I get trained at the church or do I get trained at seminary, if you it had would be to make the church. That choice, yeah. Right. Um, but what I was getting at is it's been so helpful to have both uh, and mm-hmm. see how. Um, they both have a, a, they should have a relationship in the context of a local church, which mm. it, I don't think might answer your question, but in a sense, yeah. seminary can There's make a bad pastor. Good. Like if yeah. it's, you could go to seminary and you could end up like <laughs> the worst pastor in the world afterwards. Cause it's all in your head. Well, seminary it's not in your heart and you don't, nothing. yeah. And, and you have no idea what it looks like to actually be in a local church. And what, what we've, what Brian was hitting at and what we've said is that seminary can be a really nice tool, but it's it's not the local church. Um, the church is the bride of Christ. It has been given the promise of God. No seminary has been given that promise. Yep. The church will be triumphant. The church will not be stopped by the gates of hell. The church will continue to advance. So there, there's it, all these reasons why like the church is God's plan A, mm-hmm. but the church can be served well by a yes. good seminary. And that should be the goal of a good seminary. Yeah, a good seminary should be church-focused and should be aimed at 
strengthening pastors and leaders in the church by providing um, services and resources that you know pastors busy shepherding the flock wouldn't be able to get like the typical pastor won't be able to do um, the the hours and hours of study and research to um, to unpack all the depths of theology all the time that's why a, a seminary can be really helpful where a, a gifted man can study doctrine full time and then teach it to pastors so they can mm-hmm. benefit from the labors of of a theologian yeah. like a good theologian is trying to help the church and its leaders i'm confident that if i didn't go to seminary and i was just here over time i could learn all of that all that i learned at seminary or i have learned or i will end up learning in the next few years but it would take a lot longer and it would take a lot of your time well, it'd be, it'd <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be reading books and i'd be like eric this and we'd end up spending a whole day talking on something whereas i could have spent a week in class going over the same thing and having my professor laid out clearly right some minute thing that he wants us to focus on or this or that it, it's really helpful to fill in all the gaps. Yeah, I don't know if I would have been able to develop an understanding of the languages, Greek and Hebrew. Oh yeah, not that part. <laughs> church, his, church history, um, and even some counseling things. I think having the, 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 the ones there who have really built a reservoir. Specialized like there. Specialized there, the specialists. And then we go, we learn from there and, and soak in it for a while. It can be incredible help, incredibly helpful. Um, not necessary for a pastor, but certainly helpful um, in preparing you to deal with all the different theological issues and think through, um, be, be helped to think through issues by, by men who have been thinking it through for, for a long time. Um, so it can be very valuable, but mm-hmm. it, we wouldn't say that it's necessary. Paul didn't go to seminary. He didn't. Although he was taught by Jesus in private, so that would have been pretty good too. And he learned a lot of stuff as a Pharisee and growing up as a Jewish boy. Yeah. Um, How should your church members, your fellow church members, be praying for you as you take on all this work? What are are there any particular pitfalls that are uh, that seminarians are in danger of falling into? Yes, the short answer to that is yes, because <laughs> yes, there are pitfalls. How can they pray for you to be avoiding those things? Uh, I, I think our church members and church family can be praying for, I know me and specifically, um, I don't have any issue or problem um, getting things done, but oftentimes it's easy to start going through the motions or if not going through the motions, being too concentrated on an assignment, being too worried about an assignment, being too anxious about an assignment to, and being worried that it's not going to turn out well. And, and in the end, not learning much in that process. And then the last extreme would be uh, to be prideful about what I'm learning, to be have, feel like I have this big head of knowledge. And then um, that causes conversations to be one-sided and it causes me to be mm-hmm. constantly uh, thinking about what I know and sitting in in under a, a lesson or a sermon being like, oh, that's wrong. Like, I think those are all tendencies that a lot of people struggle with. And I think that's something that uh, I can tend to do. Yeah. Uh, so I think, I think for the most important part, I think it would be that 
people could be praying for me to mature in the sense of knowing when to speak or knowing when not to speak. Um, I think that's something that uh, I would appreciate. And I think is very common in yeah. seminaries. I guess one of the reasons why um, it is so important, we've already mentioned it, to be involved in a local church while you're going through because dealing with real people keeps you humble because you realize getting a book full of doctrine into your brain doesn't necessarily mean you love anyone or you can actually help anyone. But when you're forced, and I went through this experience when I was in seminary, you're learning all these glorious, weighty, lofty theological concepts, and then you got to go teach a group of wily junior hires. And and that'll humble you pretty quick because they don't really care much about what you just learned in class. They don't care for your term that you just learned and you're going to spit out at them that's seven syllables but you genuinely want to help them so you gotta you gotta really think through how do i reach the heart of a person yeah and so being involved in in the lives of people in the local church is a critical thing so that's good brian anything to add up to that michael um yeah I, humility i think is what brian's touching on just uh it it's e- it could be easy to leave seminary with a big head um it, and yeah it, it would it'd be easy for a lot of guys for that to happen and, and to forget about people and just be so focused on yourself because you're learning all these things. I also, I always ask people to just have time management and prioritization. There's mm-hmm. lots of little things to do and homework to do. And it can be really easy for me at least to be thinking about school when I'm trying to do something else and be thinking about something else when I'm trying to do school because it just adds another layer of things in life. And so learning how to focus when you need to focus on those things is important. And so I just always say, hey, pray that I would prioritize all the work I have to do well so that I'd be able to do all of life faithfully and not just be really good at my schoolwork or really good at something else, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So So your professors give you guys all kinds of books to read, assignments to do, but I give you guys stuff to do too. So you guys come here and you got different you know, tasks that you're responsible for and you teach you teach the youth group regularly michael and brian now you're starting to teach the youth group too michael taught last sunday night um he studied james so that's that's more work that's more study brian will be teaching up in a Woo. couple weeks um a few verses in james taking the next slot there giving these guys opportunities to put all this wisdom and knowledge they've gained from seminary into a devotional. I don't know how Brian Hopefully can squeeze oh, all that wisdom into a 12-minute sermon. That's the goal. Spill um, out all your guts, all your brain when so, you teach, right? It's, uh, <laughs> so they got a lot on their plates and we want them, one of the things we prize here at Grace Rancho and we want you to always think about, always pray for is be raising up more leaders, more teachers, more preachers, more men that right, rightly handle the word of truth and um and seminary is a big part of that for for some men uh for michael and brian in particular and uh, we want seminary to be a, a good season of life that really does end up preparing them and so we want you to to encourage and pray for them and uphold them remember them encourage in every way you can during the season for them but before we leave michael what was your favorite book that you had to read in seminary so far? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Okay, while you're thinking about that, Brian, what's That's your favorite really class question. that you have right now that you're you're enjoying most? I can take that. Favorite class. Um, I think it would have to be a class called Genesis 37 
through 50. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> I didn't know you were taking that class. Is that all? It's, is that really just the time? Did you take, take Genesis 1 through 36? Or did you just skip those verse chapters? We skipped. Those aren't important. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, that's my favorite class. Um, mainly because it doesn't... It requires a lot of like memorization and a lot of time reading and, and, and figuring out what's going on. But I, my favorite part is when we get to just sit down and our professor, my professor is doing his like PhD in this area of the Old Testament. So all Who's your professor, his name is Paul, Paul Twist, oh. and he um, he's doing he's currently finishing up his PhD. So there's a, there comes a moment in the class where we just sit there and we just listen to him like he's not even teaching us anything like like Hebrew verbs or anything complicated. He's just like giving us a bunch of like insight into just that. His that own studies. Yeah. And just that portion and that narrative. And I'm just taking down a bunch of notes and trying to remember it. And Are you writing those notes in your Bible? Yes. I oh, write in my okay. Bible. Michael, I'm a big advocate a for that. I started writing in my Bible this yeah, year. Good for you. Okay. What's your favorite book from seminary? Um, you know, I, there's so many and many of them I've forgotten the title because I read them, but I might not always remember the title of the book. We read a lot of good ones. There's a really good ones you read in your pastoral ministry class. Um, yes. Like the Christian ministry. There's even a fiction book that you're assigned that's really helpful. But the two books I go back to the most is what I'll list. One is a Psalms commentary that I was recommended to me by my professor. And then another one is a Hebrew grammar. You got to say who the Psalms commentary is uh, by. It's by Alan Ross. Okay. Alan P. Ross. Uh, it's just a really, really great Psalms commentary. And I love it. And so I use it a lot. And then also there's this little Hebrew book. And this just sounds nerdy. I'm like not nerdy. The the books I probably wait, wait, your two favorite books th- are no, no, commentary I, I said the books I liked the most. Book. The books I liked the most in seminary were not these books, but I use these books the most. So they're the most useful ones. And so I like I have it's an a clever way to dodge them. the question. Uh Arnold and Choi's uh, <laughs> Are you serious? Uh, he, yeah, yeah. Uh, a guide to Hebrew grammar and syntax because it's such it's such an useful tool if you're I had that book I I have it (laughs) I know know exactly do you still have it do you know where it is it's right you know I misplaced mine the other day or at some point in the last few months I think Brian took it Mm. now you guys have the third edition I have the fourth edition I have the pink one wow yeah so yeah I it's our favorite book. There's just so many we read. Yeah, you really got to look at like the council. Really good book. Ministry. Really good book. He will reign forever by Doctor Vlock. Yeah, that sounds good. That was that's an, just a a wonderful, wonderful book uh, that lays out the storyline of scripture. I really like that book. Well, thank you guys. Thanks for sharing what's going on in seminary. How we can pray for you. Michael is bullying us into going for a run right now, and so we're gonna finish up the workday with a run at Heritage Park across the street from the church. Uh, in the pouring rain. I bully no one. And uh, hopefully that means we'll be more fit. We love you guys. We hope to... Fit for the ministry. (laughs) Uh, We'll be signing out. Glad you're able to listen. Bye-bye. Peace.